Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and this is another episode of Mental Health and the Forever Person, the Three Realms. I think last one was episode 10 of series 2 called Trauma-Informed Care. This one will be episode 11 of the Three Realms. We're still sort of talking about the soul area of us. And this one is called post-traumatic stress disorder. So welcome. Everybody down in your seats? Is everybody? You're going to, yes, I'm going to do another one. I have the availability to do it. The house is quiet. The heat is not coming on. Dog is not barking. we got to get them done. So. We're going to talk about a major one of mental health. A lot of us call it PTSD. What does that actually mean? Post means it's something has already happened. It's afterwards. Traumatic, PT, means some kind of trauma has happened. And stress, PTS, it's causing us some stress in here, in our mind, in our physical body, in our spirit. There's a stress that's going, there's no peace. This trauma that happened back then somehow is now reoccurring, flooding us. It's like, a, it's like we locked it behind a door, shut it, locked it, and it's been banging on the door. Somehow it slips under it, it comes through the keyhole, it opens the door, it floods us. And our whole system is as if we are back in it, it is real to us biologically, in our soul, and we are reliving it again. And it becomes a disorder, means things are not in order in here. It's like, well, that happened 20 years ago. That happened 10 years ago. You're not in the war anymore. You're not being abused anymore. But why is it still affecting you? That's disorder in the system. And it is an actual mental health thing. And a lot of, they're doing a lot of research on it, trying to figure out what causes it. How do they stop it? they got some new thing. They put some medication or something up here. And they're trying to work with it in the brain's chemistry to calm it down, stop all these chemicals from firing up out of nowhere. They don't know what causes the nightmares. Another a movie that you can watch to sort of see how it is is you can go and watch The Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra. And you'll see the trauma that occurred to some soldiers. And when they come back, they start having nightmares. And how that trauma and abuse, even to adults, started flooding them. And then children have it from the traumatic childhood experiences. People don't know what, what part of us gets traumatized. Is it our soul? Well, what part of our soul? Our subconscious soul? Is it traumatized? Is it angry? Sad? Hurt? What happens to us? 
Is it our spirit? When we're having dreams at nighttime, and they're strange dreams, we're being attacked. We wake up and we think we're back in Vietnam again. We're on the battlefield. The bombs are going up. Is that just biological? Is that just our biological brain doing some things? Is it just, what is dreams? Is it a deep sleep? What is dreaming? Why wouldn't that be solved? It's years later. Why would why would we wake up out of a dream and think something was real? We're in our bed. We're with family. We're not out in the battlefield. What's going on? The mental health world really doesn't know. But all the only thing they can do is try to get you to take some medication to kind of calm down. Be mindful of your thoughts. Maybe get control of your thoughts. They don't really know where memories are stored. They don't know how, how they come flooding back into us. They don't know what triggers them. Okay? They have no clue. There's a lot of research going on, and I'm sure there's a lot, especially with the vets and the veterans, there's a lot of research because they actually have trauma as adults. Sort of. Some of them have it as children. And they are exposed and seeing bodies and they're hearing bombs and stuff. Now, is that what it is? It used to, they used to talk it, uh, what was it? During World War One or Two, they'd call it, you would go into a shock. You were traumatized because of the bullets or the bombs. And you'd have to go into the med uh, hospital and shell-shocked was the word. You couldn't function. And other people seem to go through the war just fine. Some people can compartmentalize it. Not talk. They didn't talk about it when they came out. If you know a lot of vets, they're not going to talk about what they saw, what they did. They get on with life. They kind of put that over there. That's, that time's over. Some people can't do that. Some people, child abuse, sex trafficking. What's going on? Now, what I learned when I had a young girl live with me, rather two of them. Both were satanic, ritually abused. Both were considered multiple personalities. They're both working. They're both living in my house in one room. Both lesbians, you know. Sort of. This one girl, she was diagnosed by a primary care physician that said, oh, she was a multiple personality. And once that happened, because they had discovered these in a, call it deliverance session, in a Christian church, the church lawyer told these pastors you aren't trained in mental health work you had no training working with multiple personalities you were not licensed you cannot work with her anymore this primary care doctor had medically diagnosed her it's official get your hands off so they found some doctor i think he lived out west and they asked him to move here and that's another house story to work with her and he came here and he started seeing her three days a week, put her on antidepressant medication, put her on anti-anxiety medication. She was living with a lady with some other ladies, and they got frightened. She was building satanic altars. So guess what? They called me because I worked with them. Would I take her into my home? She had nowhere to go. And I go, okay. So I brought her in. She, I could see the parts, the multiple personalities. She grew up in satanic ritual abuse. 
uh, it was horrible. Her family was still in it. She had come to a revival school. She had no knowledge of that life. She had blocked it off. She had no memory. And it came to light. Now she's living with me. Oh, boy. This is interesting. Seeing a psychologist, Ph.D., that worked with satanic ritual abuse, I think, but I don't think so. Multiple personalities. Most of your master's level people have no training in it, do not even know what it is, don't believe it, only a Ph.D. and on up. So she's here, and the different personalities were coming out. She's seeking therapy and stuff like this. Well, what happened was uh, the psychologist was charging the insurance company. She had one. She worked in a retail store. And they questioned him. You're seeing her three days a week. Has she been officially tested and diagnosed by an officially trained psychologist who can do that? And he said, no, well, you better get her done because we ain't paying anymore. So she did, and she came back, and she didn't have multiple personalities based on this test. She was on this scale of 1 to 10. She had PTSD, which is not quite at the 10. Okay. She had traumatic life, whatever that was. I was never privileged to it, but I knew about satanic ritual abuse. So she was so upset she didn't have MPDs, but she did. And so I asked her, I said, well, did, you, did your parts, is what they call them, come up in the t- Oh, no. Because when you have it, they have to protect the system. But So they diagnosed her with post-traumatic stress disorder, and they would treat her for that, which in psychology has protocols for that. It's like if you had cancer of the liver, there's protocols, what medicines, what you do. So I had to put my thumb on this psychologist and said, look, you follow your psychology protocols for what she is legally diagnosed for. I work with spiritual matters. I'll do the casting out. Don't you do it because you're not, okay? And the people from this school were told not to touch her, but they wanted to get in there, and they got in trouble for that too. So what happens is PTSD, something traumatic happens somewhere. Post, that means long ago, could be who knows what, but it's causing you problems, depression, anxiety, which means fear. So... There's tests for it, and there's uh, psychology is trained to do it. This primary care physician was not trained to do the test, okay? Only a trained psychologist. I used to do a lot of this kind of testing, and with certain tests would, and interviews and things like that. Because it is an actual medical disease post-PTSD. And they know it exists. They don't talk much about multiple personalities. You can see a great movie about the psychiatrist when watching The Three Faces of Eve, Sybil. It is a strange thing caused by trauma. Is it part of post-traumatic stress? You'll see the triggering occur to Sybil when Dad says something. A lot of triggering going on. And uh, you'll even see that in the Manchurian Candidate with uh, uh, Frank Sinatra. Post-traumatic stress, it is a powerful one. It is connected back to the acute childhood experiences, whatever happened back there. Travel sometimes depends on the person and what happens, how traumatic it is. Everybody will tell you the biological body will heal. But it's the soul. They call it the heart. The emotional part does not heal. We are capable creatures of 
putting something behind a door, locking the key, and not ever opening it, putting it in a trunk, locking the key, putting it up in the attic and locking it away. We have that ability in our soul and our spirit to do that. Uh, we saw it a lot. Uh, I think when people come hard to mentalize, they're having one thing over here. When I'm there, I do that. Go to another compartment and I just work there. They don't mix. Most of us are able to do that. We put barriers up put amnesia barriers up. Somehow we're, we have ability in our soul to do this. Some of us can do it quite well. Some of us, if the trauma is uh, long-term, very invasive, and the soul was not prepared for it, nor the spirit. And we can lock the doors, okay? But that thing I tell them when I go to Lakeview is it's banging on the door, screaming at us and yelling at us. And we get tired of holding it back. And that's when the depression comes in. We have low energy. We eat to feel better because something is there. It comes and invades us in our dreams. We can't find peace. We do heroin. We do drugs. Okay? To numb ourselves from something. From pain. Where it's in our soul. Our soul, the part we're talking about, gets hurt, traumatized, overwhelmed, rejected. It's so bad. It hurts. I just read a story about how the pain is so horrible emotionally. The rejection and abandonment, it's just horrible. The rapes, the sodomies, it's horrible. We just want to find peace and numb it out. So we do drugs. We self-medicate any way we can. And so when you have this, now if you're in the military, the training, when you go through to be one with a unit, everybody's dealing with the bombs. You're watching people's legs blow off, blow their bodies apart. They've had to shoot dogs, have to shoot children. They have to make horrible decisions. But they are trained to do that. The man is able to compartmentalize easier than a female. Don't know why, but that's how they were made. But for some of them, if you'll notice a lot of your World War II bit, they don't talk about what they did. They move on with life. It's over with and done. They saw things, did things. They don't. Some people, it's just overwhelming. And they relive it. They get out of the system of control like Neil was in the Matrix. It all comes flooding in. They maybe didn't have from their childhood how to deal with stuff. They didn't find a way of peace. I had it in my family. I had to seek peace through music. And what happens is, when you, not everybody, some people, two people can go through the same event, and one people can compartmentalize it, forget it, move on, set it aside, it's done. It's almost like, and another can't. I like to tell the story about, uh, in the Three Faces of Eve, there was a traumatic event to a little girl. 
She was under the house playing. And the culture was that you, when grandmother or somebody died, you go kiss the dead body that was in the house. It was your way of saying goodbye so you don't mourn so much. And it so frightened a little girl. She's screaming and yelling. You'll see it in the movie with Joanne Woodward. As she's going down, her little heart and mind could not stand it. She created an Eve Black that was tough. And you run into her later. And the little child who was Eve White shrank back. We're capable of doing that. And then she went back under the house, okay? Now we got, she split. And But yet neither one of them were capable of surviving. But one had to, something had to develop, be created. One had to survive. And a lot of people, as you'll see, when they can't do that, when their imaginations are, they're so overwhelmed. Okay. The post-traumatic stress, a trigger comes, a sound, a light, a dream, they're right back there. Mental health and science is trying to work on it, but they really don't know yet. They think it's just chemicals, so they're working there. They don't understand the flood of emotions, the memories, the smells, the dreams. They don't know. They really believe in mental health, that it's just somehow some extra chemicals get released or turned on up here, and that causes your emotions, because you're really a biological thing that controls your emotions. So they don't have a clue. If it's spiritual, they don't believe in that. So post-traumatic stress, we all go through trauma, and we all deal with it differently. Some of us come on through it all right. Some of us get angry. We get bitter. We have unforgiveness. We let it eat us alive. We fight and blame everybody, and we turn it outward. Some of us turn it inward. We don't understand our memories and how we process. There's no classes. When you're learning to be a mental health counselor, there are no classes in dealing with PTSD. You do not get to go to work with the vets. Only those people who are social workers or PhDs can work with them. So you don't learn a lot. You don't do research in a lab. Okay? So you don't deal with that. You just get the normal stuff. But they know it's happening. It is a diagnosable thing, PTSD. Now, there's a scale, like the girl that lived with me. The far end of it, 10, you have multiple personalities, okay? But you can be all along here. You can have depression. You can have fear. You don't know why. But you're not here, okay? And you can have panic attacks. Something traumatic happened to you, and you're getting ready to cross a bridge, and you think you're going to die. Is that a PTSD? Yes, it's a panic attack. It falls under post-traumatic. Something happened years ago. And something comes. A fear of death curves. You cannot cross the bridge. You're frozen. You're panicked. You're in what you would call a traumatic event again. The emotions are there. So these are real things happening. Mental health counselors are trying their hardest to deal with fear, anxiety, uh, stress, uh, trying to help people think through things, understand, do some 
mindfulness to be calm trying to deal with it with aroma oils up your nose to change some of this all of that is going on are they all good things sure they're trying to figure something out that's causing people and families horrible problems and they don't know can't think anything bad for somebody trying to fix a problem is that soulish yeah is it a spiritual thing with the forever person? Yeah. What's going on? Something is a disorder in here. There's disunity. There's no peace. What's at work? Biological? Yes. Emotional? Yes. Eyesight? Yes. Ears? Like you hear a car backfire. Somebody might hear that and think it's a bomb blowing off and it's an IUD and something. And they go nuts. Why? Sounds from the five senses have been overwhelmed. They weren't ready for it as children. Okay. Now what happens, we learn this in like Chicago and Baltimore and inner cities where the children grow up with gunshots, death, uh, murders, drugs, cocaine. They become desensitized, almost dead to the trauma. They're so traumatized. Okay, that they're just basically this is normal. They've gotten used to it from early childhood. People dying, gunshots coming off, yelling, screaming. Okay, I don't know how. It's like they're in war all the time, and it's probably changed their brain and their neurons, their connectors, their physical senses have all been overwhelmed for all their life. And it's actually probably done some biological changes to the brain. And the soul gets shaped and it gets formed. And it has permanent feelings of anger. Fear of death is there. Anxiety. Don't trust anybody. Any little thing. Okay. They develop things to stand on corners. A lot of police will put their back to a wall. You ain't going to catch me with my back exposed. They've learned. Okay, The military is a little different. You just come out of civilian life. Most of them have not been from military families. They've not been around the jets. They've not been in the military with the marching. They haven't done that. And they just come out of civilian life. One of the great movies to watch about that is to see how you get shaped. Is uh, Officer and a Gentleman with Richard Gere excellent to show where you come from and how that drill sergeant. A lot of people aren't used to that. But he is trying to get civilian life out of you and shape your brain and your emotions to be a fighting machine. Be a unit. Okay. That's another one that you can watch to see this process. Okay, it's a hard process. Another good one is G.I. Jane. How she wanted to be uh, one of the special ops. Okay? And, and military life, if you get captured and there's guns and your buddies are intestines are blown out, Vietnam was horrible. Okay? These people were popping up under tunnels and they were having to, they were watching people they trained with, their friends die and blown apart so they they couldn't stand the pain there was marijuana and prostitutes following them around same thing in world war ii go watch Patton. 
He was tough on his soldiers because they didn't want to, they didn't like the bombs. Okay? Police, the first responders, you think it, it is training that they run into these houses and they have to shoot children and people. Okay. It ain't nice. They go through stuff. They're psychic because the spirit is a life-giving spirit. It does not want to kill. It's the soul that's trained through the biological five senses. And you can do that for a little while. But when you leave that system, that's what the Manchurian Canon shows you. You have to have updates. And they had to bring him back in. The guy, I can't even remember what they called him. Brought him back in to reconnect, make sure the connections were working. Okay? And when they discovered it, the trigger was the Queen of Diamonds. And how he broke it was the Queen of Diamonds with words. It was like hypnosis. Okay? So it's, it's a powerful thing. It happens to all, just about all of us. We either have wonderful lives and then trauma occurs. We don't know how to deal with it. Death, cancer, car wrecks. We're not prepared. We grow up in abusive families. And the, some of them in the witchcraft and Satanism that you heard about without. It ain't pretty. I'll tell you one story that uh, it's kind of hard to take. But little kids at four years old, they have to kill another child. It's about two or three. To prove their worth to get their jewels. Also, you're going to kill any animals that you love and anything that you love because you have to prove your love to this Satan dude. Okay? It's not easy. And if you're a man, they take every bit of your manly protection out. And it's you and you alone. If you're going to survive, you have to kill things you love. That's the way that life is. So it happens. A lot of these people end up in counseling. They've grown up in cults. Religious cults. They've grown up under domination, trauma. Their little hearts and minds and souls are not free. They grow up under violence. They get traumatized so much they're desensitized. We see that with suicide bombers. So desensitized a mama raising their little kids will be a suicide bomber. And they're so desensitized and they think it's so honorable because you're dying for this God. Killing some bad people that he don't like. What is going on? Mental health is trying. They're doing research on the vets. Very caring doctors and psychologists and therapists. They're trying to help the rape victims, the human trafficking, the child that grows up in child pornography. They're trying everything. Hypnosis, aromatherapy. It's all out on LinkedIn. Be kind to people. Be nice. Just give hugs. They're trying. But it doesn't seem like we're doing too good. But I wanted to bring up PTSD. It is a big one in the mental health world. And it will be diagnosed. There's tests that uh, I don't know if the master's level person, some social workers maybe, but your PhD psychologist, if 
they, there's tests. They're looking for depression, anxiety, panic attacks. They got to do an interview, ask you about your childhood. Uh, they ask you. They need to ask you about your religion and your spiritual things. If you came out of a, a religious cult, we've seen some of them around, and you are so traumatized, you've grown up in it, and you don't. It's a mess. Okay. And what happens is you're not free. They also want to know if you've been grown up around violence or domestic violence in your home or people being raped in your home or people doing drugs because you, it is trauma, but you get desensitized to it. Gang warfare. Okay? So the mental health is trying to help people who have problems. It's in their biological brain. It's in their biological body. It's in their subconscious person, their soul. Now, along with all that, the spirit is being affected. He lives in another world, which is very dark for him. A lot of bad stuff going on. And he's also feeling that world's drama. And he will relay that to this guy. And this guy with the biological body will relate to it. So we have a big mess. And mental health is working with these two, the biological body and the soul. They're trying so hard. They love every one of you that have issues. A lot of the therapists have issues themselves. And they never dealt with them. Now you throw in some child pornography. They don't even know how to help a, a, a somebody who loves child pornography. It's an addiction, but they don't know how to solve it. The eyes are involved. The sexual organs are on pleasures. and They don't know how to fix it. Uh, child abuse, neglect, it's all trauma. So PTSD is something to study and research if you're going to help people. Know about it. Know how when an event occurs, what you're to do as a family member. What they're experiencing, what they're hearing, things like that. You can't desensitize the house. I mean, movies, some movies you may not want to go to. And that would be you get some education about it and you learn about it so you can, and what to do when it's happening and they wake up in the middle of the night and they want to pull their gun out. Okay, A lot of your kids that are shooters in schools and stuff, they have been traumatized as children. And they're going to come back and they're going to hurt somebody. And they live in that pain and that hurt. And it can even cause you post-traumatic stress. can get to it where you, we see it with suicide. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, some of these people, they go, they had early childhood problems, depression, whatever. They can't take the pain emotionally. There's stuff spiritually coming at them all the time in their dream. They can't find hope. They're big wigs. They can't go to counseling. Counseling can't help them. So they try to end the pain. And they try to go to a place that's peaceful. They just want the pain and the thoughts and the fear to stop. And the hopelessness that a lot of mental health counselors give. Just wrote a keynote speech. Are you a voice of hope or hopelessness? Do you give hugs? Do you give people hope for wellness? Do you stick with them? Can you spot the signs? 
Do you hear their stories? Anthony Bourdain told us about his drugs and stuff. Where were his friends, the mental health people, knowing that it's going to cause some problems? You get global, you get worldwide, you get money, you're traveling away from your family and friends. You're wide open for the stuff to come back. Kate Spade, everybody couldn't figure it out. Childhood stuff. So educate yourself about post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Get on the continuum. Work your way through panic, depression, fear. Get all the way to the 10 where there's multiple personalities, which is now called disassociative identity disorder. Get there. Study that. Even if you're just a friend or you're a pastor or a youth pastor or a children's pastor, or a women's minister, or you're just a caseworker, an outreach worker, or a nurse, you're going to run into these people. Okay? We had them. We had this. I was in this room with a lady. She was freaking out, panicking, and the doorknob would turn. She would freak out more because she was expecting bad things to happen. And that happens to many, many people. Be careful of the environment we're in. Be sensitive to the other people. Go and look on the internet. Study it. If you think somebody in your family, a child, a grandparent, a a husband, a wife has had this in their life, go research it. Get help. Learn how to help them. Be a part of the solution, part of the hope so when it does come, also don't forget the higher power. Copy love. It is there to help you. It is there to solve some problems, to lead you and guide you. Now, when I get into the part about the forever person, we're going to talk more about what's going on with that part of us, the spiritual part. Right now, we're in the biological, and we're in the subconscious of Freud, what they call our emotional part of us, our mental, our mind inner biological chemicals and things and it's everywhere it's all around the world okay you can have post-traumatic stress disorder and in the refugee camps all the wars in syria everything it's all over the world be a part of the solution study read books watch movies learn Maybe one word from you can calm somebody down. Maybe just a little hand touch. It's okay, I'm with you. You're not alone. Learn about the tone of your voice. Children need that. Then if sometimes people are so desensitized to the trauma, they're basically dead. Because if they had to do that, numb themselves... And the only thing that's really alive is anger and revenge and hate. And that is what protects them. They put this barrier up of hate and revenge and social justice. It's your fault. This is their protection. And the part back here stays numb because it will hurt too much. If they come to the conclusion that these people that have done this to them don't love them, it 
hurts. And then they seek. And so they have this up here. That's their wall. Their guard. I ain't going to let my guard down. So they'll be angry. Be mad and jealous and stuff. That's their protection from the trauma. Is that part of PTSD? Sure. Go watch some war movies. See how some of the people respond to killing other people, killing babies. Go study some of the inner cities with the violence. How do the mafia, when they have to do kill the people, you know, they're able to compartmentalize. That is their life. They grow up with that. That is part. That's what you do. It's not anything personal. It's pure business. It's only when it gets personal. It's business, war, that's business. But when you start saying that enemy is a person, or that gang member, or that child is a person, then our emotions and our soul cannot deal with it as much. If it's just business, we're just making a business decision. And that's where a lot of our business and our companies, they just say that this is all business, about money, territory. If you're in the way, you're just collateral damage. Okay, so some people are able to compartmentalize it by looking at the situation, the trauma, what they have to do from a different perspective. They have no problems. Okay, war is hell. Bad things happen. People die. Get used to bad stuff in the world. Learn to get deal with that. When it's an innocent child, they have no protection, you would think, but that's when we get in the forever person, I'll be able to tell you about that. There is. Believe it or not, there is great protection. Okay? It's just not the way you think. So enjoy. Study post-traumatic stress disorder. How it is diagnosed. What are they looking for? The different tests that they take. If you believe you have it, try to find a psychologist or a social worker or a psychiatrist or a mental health that sort of specializes in that. Because you might need that. They've studied that. that maybe that's their clientele. Uh, you could have a trauma occurred to you, let's say rape at a young age, and you go along and then something happens and you get triggered cause, and it's like you haven't dealt with it. And that will occur. So get yourself in therapy. Read about it. Be with loving, kind people that love on you, support you. You can call in the middle of the night. That will be there for you when you when these things come up sometimes. It's like, have, how many of you have ever had an infection and you take one round of antibiotics, but it doesn't do it. It almost does it. And the infection is almost gone. But you got to go back to the doctor and get another round before it's actually killed. So some of our trauma is like that. We get some help. And it sort of disappears. Another way to look at it is, a lot of us have, I, I think I have herpes 1 simply. It's a virus that sits in my body. As long as I don't get under a lot of stress, what would happen when I was younger, I would get have a stressful life, as I told you. I'd break out in fever blisters. Okay? But as long as I kept my life stressful and chose peace, the virus stayed dominant. So we see that in cancer where you might have this, but it's in recession. It's there, but it's not acting up. So trauma can go the same way. Okay? You can still have the trauma, 
And sometimes you need extra counseling throughout the years because it comes up. Okay, something happens, you get triggered, and sort of like you live with a staph infection. And you have to take some antibiotics for a while, and then it goes sometimes into recession. We know now we have some viruses that are resistant to the known antibiotics. So sometimes these traumas that we are occurring post years later are resistant to being healed, let go of, from our typical way of doing it. They've been there a long time. Some of us, uh, when we get into this PTSD and these events reoccur, what I find out is a lot of victims do not want to give up that identity. They want to say 60 years later, I am a survivor of adult, a child sexual assault. I'm a victim. And here they are 50 years later. And they are putting through life. They cannot claim they have recovered or they're healed. That they've got, because that's become their identity now. That's who they are. They may have been on social security disability, get a lot of benefits from it, and they won't give it up. And I tell them, uh, when did this happen? Oh, 60 years ago. Okay. How much counseling have you been in? Well, not much. Well, it comes up. Okay. But they want that as their right. I'm a survivor of it. We've all lived. We're all born into ick. We all had icky families. We've all had bad stuff. You move on. But you don't keep claiming that title, that identity. Because that keeps you a victim, a survivor. I'm still living in it. It still happened to me. That's my identity. I had this bad thing happen to me at six years old. And now I'm 50 years old and it's still bothering me. Well, have you been through a 12-step group? Have you been to any therapy? Are you in a support group? Have you got any higher powers and love working in your life? Sooner or later, you've got to come to the point and say, Yes, this happened. But not to me anymore. I'm a different person. I am the one. I'm not that little child anymore. I'm not the one that was abused. I'm not the one that was in... The one that survived is new and different. That happened. But I'm not a victim anymore of it. It does not control me. Sort of like that virus. It might be there. But I keep it down. I eat right. I exercise. Keep the stress out. I tell it, no virus, you ain't coming up. But a lot of people like having that title, I'm a victim. Because there's a lot of benefits, a lot of psychological benefits. Poor woe is me. I don't tolerate much of that. I said, how long have you been in counseling? You've been in there for 50 years? How many support groups you've been? How many books you read? Who are you working with? Why do you keep saying that? Well, they keep having problems. Well, they're not working on them. If I had a broken leg... And I have a cast, and I get it off. They're going to put me in rehab. If I have a heart thing, they're going to put me in rehab. And I'm going to be in rehab till I get released. I'm going to get stronger and fired because I want my life back. A lot of people want their innocence back. Well, you ain't going to get it. You're an adult now. Get on with life. you got other people to help. Be an advocate for it. Tell people bad things happen to us. 
Okay, it does. You go out and you... Car wreck. Somebody's born with... And gets brain cancer. Okay? You got to deal with it. You need support to deal with it. You need friends and loving doctors and mental health people that are standing by your side. You need to fight through it. Get all the help you can get. And get on with life. I hope that helps you. I don't know if I'll do another one on mental health. Uh, uh, another one of the ones. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I have to think about this for a while. But it's getting late. And i got to go eat dinner. I've been at the flea market. This is my third video t this evening. Try to get them up. Enjoy Please go and listen to the word of encouragement I just did on Apple Store. It will help you. I love all of you so much. Study. Be educated about mental health. You. How it affects you. Be educated about your therapist. The counseling. There's plenty of help on out on the social media. A lot of groups. There's groups in your town, in your hospitals, in your community centers. Plenty of uh, education from the health departments. Plenty of organizations. They'll tell you good foods to eat, how to do music and aroma. Get all the help you can get. Go battle this. Don't just sit back and complain. There's people that love you and want to help you. So you can go on and be a good family member, grandmother, grandfather, raise kids, do your business, have a life that's the best you can have, and become an overcomer of something bad that happened. Turn that evil for good. Forgive the people that did it. Maybe they didn't know any better. Okay? Maybe it happened to them. Turn your life for good. Help others. Love, Pastor Deborah, Agape Love Ministries. Love is here. www.agapeloveishere.org Check out the YouTube, the Twitter, on LinkedIn. Love you. Study and be informed. This is episode, I believe, 11, Mental Health and the Forever Person, Series 2, The Three Realms.